Well, hello everyone. Uh, I wanted to just do a little bit of a video <coughs> to the Relational Mission family right across all the churches and uh, also I hope that the, this video will um, maybe help to other partners and friends uh, as I just wanted to share something a little bit prophetic in the times that we're living in. Um, our good friend Mike Bollinger, a uh, very reliable prophetic ministry, uh, pointed me to these scriptures yesterday as um, I've been trying to sort of weigh and think what is uh, God sort of doing for us uh, in the midst of all the uh, coronavirus things and you know the great upheavals that we're all going through and facing. Goodness, uh, there's a lot going on and uh, my heart goes out to every member in every church and every leader in every church trying to do their best in the middle of this storm, this storm that's suddenly arisen. Um, but I'm trusting that as we um, love one another, look after one another, as we pray together, as we share the gospel uh, with those around us who are so desperately searching and looking for answers and hope, I do believe God's going to be with us and help us and it's to that end that I uh, wanted to share this and I think sometimes when prophetic things leap out of the scripture it's very reliable it's very helpful it's very safe because we're not just getting random pictures that don't have any scriptural root we're getting scriptural principles that we can apply today and I want to just talk to a bit about Paul and his shipwreck and the storm at sea that he experienced and in Acts 27 verse 13 it says now when the south wind blew Gently, they supposed that they had obtained their purpose. It's interesting, isn't it, that we can feel that the south wind, the breeze of what seems like God's blessing, this is the way it's going to go, this is the journey. It's, a, it's an interesting journey, it's a safe journey, it's a pleasant journey. Uh, it says they weighed anchor and sailed along Crete close to the shore, but soon a tempestuous wind called the northeaster struck down from the land, and when the ship was caught and couldn't face the wind, we gave way to it and were driven along. Uh, running under the lee of a small island called Corda, we managed with difficulty to secure the ship's boat. Now, after hoisting it up, they used supports to undergird the ship. Then, fearing they would run aground on the Asiatis, they lowered the gear and thus were driven along. Since we were violently storm-tossed, they began the next day to jettison the cargo, and on the third day they threw the ship's tackle overboard with their own hands. And when neither sun nor stars appeared for many days, and no small tempest lay on us, all hope of our being saved was at last abandoned. Since they had been without food for a long time, Paul stood up among them and said, Men, you should have listened to me and not set sail from Crete and incurred this injury and loss. That's <laughs> probably not the most welcome thing he'd ever said at the moment, but he does go on. Yet now I urge you to take heart, for there will be no loss of life among you, but only of the ship. Now I have to say at this point, I'm not saying in any way that there's not going to be no loss of life. That's not the point of this passage. The point of this passage is an application for us, and I'll come on to that. I just want to say at this moment, in terms of the coronavirus, we are all going to be touched by loss, loss of life, pain, difficulty. Uh, this disease will leave us with many mysteries, many questions, many things that we have to just trust into the providence of God. People all around us and many of us in churches, in relational mission and beyond, will be touched by a loss of life. It's important personally we work through, as Paul did, the 
confidence he had that for me to live is Christ, to die is gain, that he came to terms with his own mortality. Yes, we might naturally fear dying, but we shouldn't fear death itself because Jesus has, has won the victory of death. He can, there's a man in heaven today who would grab our hand and pull us through safely onto heaven's shore, as it were. And, uh, and I think we have to recognise there is going to be a lot of very difficult, painful, heartbreaking, heartrending situations. So I just wanted to say that uh, with regard to this. I think this is talking particularly about relational mission. And I'll come on to that. There will be no loss of life among you, but only of the ship. Right, remember that. For this very night there stood before me an angel of, of the Lord, of the God to whom I belong, sorry, and whom I worship. And he said, do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand before Caesar and behold, God has granted you all those who sail with you. So take heart, men, for I have faith in God that it will be exactly as I have been told. But we must run aground on some island. And when the 14th night had come, so two weeks, this storm, as we were being driven across the Adriatic Sea, about midnight the sailors suspected that they were nearing land. So they took a sounding and found 20 fathoms. A little further on they took a sounding again and found 15 fathoms. And fearing that we might run on the rocks, they let down four anchors from the stern and prayed for day to come. See how important prayer was in the midst of the storm. And as the sailors were seeking to escape from the ship and had lowered the ship's boat into the sea under pretense of laying out anchors from the bow, and Paul said to the centurion and the soldiers, unless these may stay, men stay in the ship, we cannot be saved. Then the soldiers cut away the ropes of the ship's boat and let it go. They trusted uh, that God was going to get them through, not by their own ingenuity. They trusted God would do it. And as the day was about to dawn, Paul urged them all to take some food, saying, Today is the fourteenth day that you've continued in suspense and without food, having taken nothing. Therefore I urge you to take some food, for it will give you strength. For not a hair is to perish from the head of any of you. And when he'd said these things, he took bread and gave thanks to God in the presence of all he broke it and began to eat. And they were all encouraged and ate some food themselves. We were in all 276 persons in the ship. And when they'd eaten enough, they lightened the ship, throwing out the wheat into the sea. Now, when it was day, they did not recognise the land. Well, they came to unfamiliar territory that then God brought them out the storm into. And they noticed a bay with a beach on which they planned, if possible, to run the ship ashore. So they cast off the anchors and let them in the sea at the same time, loosening the ropes that tied the rudders. Then hoisting the foresail to the wind, they made for the beach. But striking the reef, they ran the vessel aground, the bow stuck and remained immovable, and the stern was being broken up by the surf. The soldier's plan was to kill the prisoners, lest any should swim away and escape. But the centurion, wishing to save Paul, kept them from carrying out their plan. He ordered those who could swim to jump overboard first and make for the land, and the, and the rest on planks or on pieces of the ship. So it was that all were brought safely to land. Uh, now, just to say, what's happening to us as a family of churches, to our local churches, to churches everywhere, feels a bit like a shipwreck. It feels like the structure, the structure of society is coming under great strain. And as I've said, sadly, we cannot say there won't be loss of life because there already has been and there will be much, much more. This is a serious moment for our nation, for the nations. There is a shaking and a, a great... 
uh, fear understandably coming upon people. Um, but the church, the picture I've, I feel prophetically is that the structures that have held us together as relational mission, the plans we've had, uh, the conference, uh, the call, uh, the programs, the finances, the church planting plans, all the structures, the ship, as it were, the ship we've carefully built, the nice ship. We like this ship. It looks nice. We like being on this ship. We had a picture in the early days of relational mission of it being like a, a ship that was both a, a warship and a cruise liner, both war and enjoyment. We like that picture. It was good. But the ship is coming under great strain in the days that we are in. But the key thing is this, in verse 22, there will be no loss of life. And this is what I think God is saying to us. The life of who we are as a family of churches is not dependent on the structure that contains the life or serves the life. The ship is a means to an end. The structures we have are a means to an end. They get us somewhere. But the life is in the people who are on the ship. And what is happening uh, just as with Paul there, day by day they had to jettison more and more things. They thought, well, we can't keep doing that, we can't keep doing that, we can't do this now, we can't afford that now, we've got to change this. There were gradual, incremental adjustments that had to be made because the storm was relentlessly putting the structures under such strain that something had to give a different way in order for the life to be preserved things had to change so that the life could be preserved and got on to dry land for the next season. I believe that is what God is doing in all our local churches. I believe that's what he's doing amongst us as a family of churches. And, and at the end, they were just left, left swimming for sure, and some of them just on bits of wood. And the simplicity of the journey had got to the point uh, where it was just them in the water getting onto land, but God got them there. And I think the simplicity of the Christian life our little households of faith now that we've got where we're we're watching meetings online and we're singing in ones and twos and threes or more families are doing this together praying uh, we're doing the enough thing together um, we're breaking bread in our homes we're perhaps sharing the gospel online with our friends and families we're praying together the simple basic gospel things that when everything's stripped away are the life that get us to where God wants us to go and things are being jettisoned but there will be no loss of the essential life of who we are as a family we are God's people we are a family we are not an organization the organization and the structure the ship serves the family it isn't the family in itself now it's scary when precious things that we love and have, have grown to love get broken up and we get scared it's scared and it's scary in a storm it's thinking well is it all are we, is it all going to end is our end going to end is church going to end is is it all going to end all the things we put hard work into is it all going to go i believe the lord would say to us there's going to be no loss of the life in relational mission i don't believe there's going to be any loss of the life of any other church network or any other local church where god has got purposes that he's spoken prophetically to them the structures are changing the life of God's purposes will not be lost. And it's just we've got to navigate the change and understand the difference between the ship and the life that's on the ship and in the ship. Verse 22, uh, sorry, verse 24. Um, uh, we see there that Paul um, 
God said to Paul, you must stand before Caesar. So in other words, there was a purpose beyond the storm. The storm did not define Paul. The storm was not the thing that we look at Paul's ministry and say, oh yeah, it all ended with a storm. No, he came through the storm and he had to go and stand before Caesar. There was a purpose ahead beyond the storm. Brothers and sisters in relational mission and other church families might be listening to this. There is a purpose beyond the storm and the storm is shaking all things. The ship's being broken up in its present, present structure, but there is life beyond the storm. There is a purpose beyond the storm and God will get us to it. And uh, it says just to also notice that they came ashore in verse 28. It says they landed on the island called Malta and it said the native people showed us unusual kindness and it's almost like if we hadn't, if they hadn't had the storm and the ship hadn't broken up, they would have never got to Malta and engaged with a whole new gospel opportunity. And there's a whole new gospel opportunity that will come with people who will show us unusual kindness because they're men and women of peace. They've got open hearts to receive the messengers and to receive the message. And I think we need to be prepared for, uh, yes, some degree of jettisoning of things that we've been used to. Um, relational mission has navigated its way through that but there will come new things as we land on this new land that's unfamiliar to us we will find receptivity I believe there will be great gospel receptivity the everyone a witness uh, aspiration we have will come into its own in this next season as I do believe the prayers of many are enough initiative is really uh, coming also into its own where prayers sharing the gospel simple church structures breaking bread in our homes with glad and sincere hearts listening to online teaching from our trusted uh, local leaders and give yourselves to your local church uh, it's good to watch lots of other things as well but give yourself to the local online expression where you are now uh, we're still church together in our localities so I wanted to share that with you. We'll be sending out lots of other information about what things are going to have to be cancelled, postponed, changed, moved, adjusted. But do be in prayer that God, although we're seeing a shaking of the structure, there will be no loss of life for what relational mission is as we go forward. So the Lord bless you. May he keep you. Make his face to shine upon you and give you peace. And those of you who are going through difficult times in these days, Father, I pray, give us grace for all our friends, family, uh, colleagues, our own churches where there is difficulty and the, sh the storm is blowing strong. Lord, we pray there will be no uh, loss of life of who we are as a family of churches, but where there has been loss of life and illness and very great difficulty, hardship, loss of employment, loss of all sorts of things going on, Lord, would you comfort, strengthen, help us to trust you in mystery. Please help us to do that, Lord, to know that you have got a purpose beyond the storm. Uh, Lord, we, we, we entrust our lives to you and pray that you would help us as a family of churches and all our dear brothers and sisters in other families of churches and other local churches all around the globe. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So the Lord bless you. I trust that's been of some help and encouragement to you.